from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello and welcome to the... Wow, somebody had the headphones turned up to about 116 octane. Well, Ron, you are old. Woo! Yeah, but I'm a little hard of hearing. It shouldn't have been quite that bad. <laughs> well, we just took care of the rest of it. You're, whatever hearing you had left is gone. Oh, man. That was, that was a holy... You should check the volume yeah. before. I, well, if people don't know, we start the show, uh, at least for our live uh, broadcasts, there's a computer over here. It doesn't go through the board, and it's playing the music uh, from our, the theme song. Yeah. And so we don't hear anything until I hit that little thing right here that goes, this this one. Yeah, but that's our intro. Yeah, yeah, that's the intro, and that's the first thing we actually hear in the studio, so he doesn't have anything to adjust his headphones on. Anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a shocker. I'm awake. Is that louder in your race car? Oh, buddy, yeah. Welcome to the Hammer Racing Report uh, <laughs> for Thursday, December 5th, show number 110. Joining us uh, on the show tonight, well, in the studio at least with us, Brian Liskai, voice of pretty much all kinds of tracks but uh, mostly fremont and attica, attica. Yeah. um and uh, of course tonight we are uh, focusing on the 2019 attica raceway track champions so it's amazing how that worked out it's crazy well, yeah, i don't know how that happened I, I i'm just a little disappointed i'm the only one that showed up in the studio yeah. well doug yeah. was supposed to be here and apparently he uh, he was looking at a trailer or something we called him what? yeah it, it, something about a trailer i don't know maybe for work i'm guessing so, well, Doug Drown, we'll be talking to him, late model champion. We'll also uh, be giving a call to uh, DJ Foos, your 410 champ, also the Attica Fremont Championship Series champ. Yes, right. And uh, well, he's, he even finished real close uh, second in he, Fremont, too. Yeah, he won the last night uh, championship night feature. Uh, so he did what he had to do, but he qualified, I think, finished third, won by two points. Won the track championship by two Pretty points. Pretty exciting night. Yeah. At least for Buddy. For Buddy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and in DJ's defense, you know, what one car could he have passed all year that would have made that difference? One car. I hope you don't. I wouldn't. Let's uh, ask him that. Yeah, let's yeah. ask him, because that would drive me nuts. Oh. That would, you know, you pinpoint a night. What did I do? Because that's what it came down to, one night. But Buddy Kofoid, what a young talent this kid's going to be. He is. We, we've been really high on him. Yeah, I, he's. I'm impressed. The, the cool thing about him winning the Fremont Championship is that he had Gil, uh, the name Gil on the car. Jim Linder won the Fremont Speedway Track Championship exactly 50 years earlier. In the CR Gil. In the CR Gil car. And Jim Linder's boys took care of that car that Buddy drove all year. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. It is. Yeah, the, the Gill name has been around for a long time. So I guess Buddy's back in Ohio because uh, Fremont Speedway's banquet. Ohio? Yeah, Fremont Speedway's banquet's tomorrow night. That's right. Yeah, tomorrow so, night? Tomorrow night, Friday night. That's right. I was thinking it was the same night as Oakshade, which is Saturday night. No. So we, I could we don't like both. to step on Oakshade's toes. Pam Pam gets testy with us. Well, I would yeah. not. I would not step on Pam's toes. <laughs> and, you, and you don't want to mess with no. Chrissy either. Oh no no no! Listen, I I did some announcing at at Oakshade back in. Uh, 25, 26 years ago, 27 years ago, I lived about three miles from the racetrack. Really? I used to run the newspaper in Wauseon. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just learned something. There you go. <laughs> what, what years were those? Oh, 22 years ago. Yeah. yeah. I worked Do the in math. 97? I, I worked in Wauseon for 10 years. Wasn't Rick Eshelman? He was still there, was he? Uh, Rick, yeah, Rick came after me, actually. 
Okay. I so believe. Larry Jewett was there? Larry Jewett was there. Okay. My good buddy, Larry. Oh, Larry's good friend. Yeah, Larry, Larry's a good guy. We, sh- we share a birthday. Larry and I kind of switched off for a while. Then he went to Fremont, and I was at Oakshade. So and it, uh, the whole shuffling. He And he went to Bryan for a while. Which oh, was, the old Bryan Speedway. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you're not they, dating yourself there. Actually, <laughs> actually, they put Larry up in the flag stand for one night. Hey, I did that too. Have you yeah. done the flag? You I have. Flag? I have done the flag. Stand. I did not like those, that. Those flag people are courageous people. They really are. Well, I, 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 I did not know I was doing it ahead of time. They're like, "Hey, our flag guy's going to be late. Go down there for the first five that races." First like, time they come shorts. out of turn four, and and they come to the flag stand, and you see cars weaving in it. it, it yeah, what an experience that is. The, the night that Larry flagged at Brian, um, after the races, I had to stand at the base of the flag stand to uh, make sure nobody went up after <laughs> That's He the, made friends? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and really, it wasn't his fault. Did he, but, did he use the wrong flag? Or? No, no, no. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's start uh, the show here. Uh, coming at you live we from just Ron Miller Race Car <laughs> Studio. Uh, live on Facebook, uh, YouTube Live, Twitter, Periscope, uh, and also available on demand on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google, wherever. Wherever you get your podcasts, that's We're where there. you can find us. Yeah. Uh, again, tonight on the show, we'll be talking to Attica Raceway Track champions Doug Drown, DJ Foose, and I also uh, spoke with Jamie Miller earlier in the week because uh, he was busy driving his truck. He's a very busy guy. He, he, he Even runs, trying to, to organize that was, was very difficult. He, he, he drives truck semi and then he has his own little shop it's called the Faustoria mod shop he refurbishes old classic cars does a heck of a job cool man after your own heart yeah huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously nuts uh, bolts yeah. torches welders yeah. yeah he does that it's pretty cool actually so yeah he, he's hard at work and again uh, brian this guy also joining us uh, in the studio as well we'll be talking about uh, some of the things that uh, that he has done and is was doing and uh, maybe yeah. we're going to see if we can pry any information out of him. I don't know if he has any uh, as far as uh, Fremont and Attica go for next year. Uh, Attica pretty much the same as the past few years uh, kicks off. I believe it's I want to say March twenty second or twenty third, whatever that Friday is. Four All Star shows. Um, Brad Doty Classic once again. See, it's, I don't have to pick it out of you. It's just coming. Yeah, out. I think it's Tuesday, <laughs> July fourteenth, with the World of Outlaw uh, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Um, no rain date. Again? Again. Uh, Eldor has expanded the Kings Royal to four days. Um, that wasn't a guaranteed rain date, but they never said, no, you couldn't have it until Eldor needed it, and then was, no, you couldn't have it. So uh, the n- neat part about the Brad Doty Classic is, though, uh, if in case it does rain, there's only been two rainouts in the history of this deal. Uh, and one was this year. And one was this year, but they still got it in because With they the made it at All-Stars. Yeah. The All-Stars have, have kind of said to Brad, if you need that option again, it's available. And speaking of the All-Stars, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, they've released their uh, 2020 schedule. Uh, 11 states, 55, 51, 51 or 55 races. 55, 55 races, yeah. Um, th- there's a couple things that stand out in that. Atomic Speedway down Chillicothe, Ohio, is not on their schedule. That was surprising. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, the Dean Niddle Memorial... And Dean Niddle was a longtime advocate of Atomic Speedway. He has been moved to Portsmouth, Ohio, to wrap up Ohio Sprint Speed Week. Uh, Fremont Speedway's back on for two dates, Speed Week being one of them. Thursday night is Speed Week. And then Fourth uh, of July weekend, they're at Attica on the 3rd and Fremont on the 4th. All right, well, we can cross that off. We don't have to talk about we, that later. Got nothing more to add. <laughs> 
Um, make sure to give Ron Miller Race Cars a call, 734-856-7223. Are you busy? You got a lot going on up there? You know, we're not crazy busy, but there's plenty to do. Uh, I enjoy it that way. If uh, somebody needed to get their car uh, ready in time for the hangover race at Sandusky. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. There you go. Ron, were you at the uh, the Racers Flea Market Fremont at all? I didn't make that. Okay, because everybody said it was one of the best ones, and there was a lot of part swapping and cars Part trading yeah and I, I it said that a lot of the late models and some of that was heavily involved in that so yeah and and that i and i heard that most of them most of the recent uh shows down there have been go-karts and sprint cars mm-hmm. and the, the late model people were kind of disappointed but i heard that there was a lot of late model action again this year well you know attica running weekly on friday uh oakshade saturday wayne county speedway on the other end of the state on, uh, I think you're going to see late model counts start to creep back up again. I hope, anyway. Ron likes that. He, yeah. yeah. He likes the late models for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, should we talk a, a little uh, racing news here before we get to uh, our champions? Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. We're we going to talk about NASCAR? Uh, well, well, we will, but uh, how about uh, Rusty Schleich? He uh, debuted his new Domination Race Cars chassis a couple weekends ago at Duck River Speedway uh, with a win in the 604 crate late model class. And, so that's a pretty good uh, debut for that. And some, then he raced this past weekend. Somehow, Didn't do as good, but... Uh, I is mean, this his own sure. brand chassis? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, Rayburn is... His very first chassis. I guess he hadn't even painted it. That's how new it was. Rayburn is fading out of the race car gotcha. business. Gotcha. So he's kind of taking... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. He's taken the Rayburn chassis and added a whole lot of his touches, and it's called Domination Race Cars. And uh, actually, it's it's pretty much a whole new program, so... So, well, it's got a good start. Yeah, so. It does. Good for him. And, and you, you somehow, said that was a 604 crate? He's running the 604 crate class down at uh, Duck River a couple weekends ago. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I think he sees a big market in, in that 604 class. Well, I, I know Wayne County Speedway ran them. Uh, Fremont ran the 602 crates right. and had no success. Yeah. I mean, 10, 11 cars. Um, I think maybe, and then they tried to go to a... Uh, more of a limited late model that didn't work out so well right. either but i think the 604 might be something to go to yeah. I, what are the engines i think they're like six thousand dollars yeah about that yeah. just a little just a touch under yeah have you heard of uh the great lakes crate series yes i, think uh, I got a message from them the other day i guess they have a they're doing a, a sprint class as well as mm-hmm. a late model and i think they had uh, a couple of sprint card barry marlowe's deal yeah. yeah uh he's he's gonna do like a mini sprint type deal too with that there's like oh, i didn't hear that a no. non-wing deal i think there's three or four spinoffs of that deal yeah i, I know that they're sort of like the a, rush it's deal right it's with on the, the eastern with the crate right crate sprint cars yeah. uh we could talk to brian rollman about that okay well he's been racing that did, did you see the uh video of anton hernandez i did breaking uh left front uh, boy he whacked that axle wheel. or suspension he, something he broke whacked that tire on the infield and so yeah he uh he, he kind of went viral, actually, with that uh, video there. He won the 360 non-wing sprint feature Friday night at Vado Speedway Park over New Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where that's at. New speedway out there. Uh, clipped the infield tire, broke his left front suspension with just a, a few laps to go. He lost the lead briefly, then powered back by for the lead with the left front just kind of... On the last lap, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. Dangling in the wind there. In, he, that, in that non-wing car, I was pretty sure that if he could stay on the gas, he was going to be okay. He, where he was going to be in trouble is if he had to slow down. And that he in a sprint car, you don't see the front wheels. So he couldn't see the 
he could feel it was probably something well, I'm sure was I'm sure he knew there was something, something wrong. Something about it. And then uh, he went on to win again uh, the following night, Saturday night, night two of the, the turkey bowl there. Found an axle, did he? So I, I guess it doesn't matter. He only needs three wheels. <laughs> right? He yeah. could have put it like a, a ski or something on the inside left front. So he, he's got a promising future, too. He's uh, going to be running, uh, what was it, the USAC uh, sprints right. next year? Yes, full so, series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Madden won the inaugural Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series event, Blue Gray. Uh, it was the Blue Gray 100 at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, that was a week ago, Sunday. We were off last week because it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So we're, 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 we're catching up still. Yeah. Uh, the next race uh, for that series is coming up Saturday at Volunteer Speedway in Tennessee. Uh, Kyle Larson was the winner of the USAC National Midget Series event, Bakersfield Speedway, a week ago Saturday, with uh, Buddy Kofoid finishing 13th. In that, we was that the Turkey before. Grand Prix, Turkey Night Grand Prix? I uh, yes, Turkey, he, he, Turkey he, Night Grand Prix. And he's the first one, I believe, to have won that race now three times. I believe you're right. Yeah, uh, on, you know, I, I go back Kyle Larson, Ohio Sprint Speed Week, probably six, seven, eight years ago, and we were at Wayne County Speedway, uh, and I was announcing the race, and I turned to my co-announcer. He passed Dale Blaney on a rough, I mean, really rough racetrack. It scared Dale, I think. Dale, like, got out of the gas going into turn three, and I turned. I said, remind me of a young Jan Opperman. Yeah. Does that name ring a bell with oh, you? Oh, absolutely. The talent level was there, and now he, look at him. He preached at our church one Sunday. Jan he, did? Yeah, he was just, he was going to be there, and pastor said, hey, come on up and say a couple of words, and uh, about an hour and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. And, and what was really amazing is that the pastor had no idea what he was going to talk about that day because... Nothing inspired him. How come nothing can work like that with me? You know, I I, know. I, when I get asked to come talk to a group or whatever, and I'm like five minutes into it, and they're like, you got 45 minutes to fill? And, <laughs> and I can't bring somebody from the audience to do that? You know what I mean? Well, I could dig it up. I've got it on an old cassette tape somewhere. Uh, for the young people who never got C.J. Opman race, what a talent. Yep. What a talent. But Kyle Larson reminded me a lot of him. And, boy, he's uh, he certainly has gone someplace. You know, Christopher Bell, same thing. Uh, yeah. I think, like Buddy Kofoid, might be the next one. I, I, I think Geo Selzy right. too. Uh, and actually, uh, was uh, that was two weeks ago that he won, and then last weekend, actually it was uh, last Friday, Saturday morning, because it was uh, rain delayed at Ventura Speedway was the uh, Turkey Night. Turkey Grand Night, Prix gotcha. Week. So he got two wins, basically, yeah. two weeks in a row. Um, time is it? Well, we got a little bit of time here for we. Uh, uh, some other racing news. Donnie Schatz and uh, Brandon Shepard were uh, talking after a race at Volusia County Speedway back in February. Uh, Donnie commented on uh, wanting to go to uh, the G- Gateway Dirt Nationals this year, but didn't want to race it himself. So, of course, Brandon offered to uh, drive the car for him, and uh, they made a deal. And I guess it's going to be happening. That's cool. So uh, Brandon Shepard's going to be running uh, Donnie Schatz Dirt Late Model at the, uh, All right. the Gateway Nationals coming up uh, just before Christmas. But Donnie's pretty smart. You put Brandon Shepard in the car, he might learn some setup things and mm-hmm. a little more about that, that race car. Donnie would learn, is that Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Donnie would, might, might learn something. And You don't think Brandon could learn anything from him? No, not in a late model. <laughs> not in a late model. <laughs> not in a late model. That gateway thing, I haven't been yet. I, I'm going to have to. Yeah. I've, I've seen the videos. It's fantastic. They, they turn that into almost a motocross type. Kind of, yeah. With the hype and the... You know, oh, the it's, theatrics. It's, it's a huge deal. Yeah. It's it's every bit as big for late models yeah. as the Chili Bowl is for midgets. I, 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 
I agree wholeheartedly. What Cody's well, got, done there. They got modifieds and they have uh, midgets, the midgets now. now. Yeah, yeah. And Anton got the uh, invites, so right. he'll be racing there as right. well. While, while we're talking about the Chili Bowl race, real quick, we got to make sure Rusty at least gives us a call in before he goes to that race. Wait, who? Schlenk. What? We've, we've got to keep Rusty's streak alive. <laughs> Rusty's running the Chili Bowl? No, no, no. He's just going to watch? No, not the Chili oh, Bowl. Oh, you mean the Gateway? The, you, the, you meant the Gateway. Oh, you yeah. said Chili yeah. Bowl. That's why I was Sorry. confused. Uh, I, yeah, so was Sorry I. I was like, that. hold yeah. on. I went, oh, yeah. I, you know what? I I, he I would. paid to watch <laughs> Rusty Schlank in a midget. I I really guarantee, would. I'll guarantee he would do it. He would, well, I, his wife may have other uh, yeah. other think some other things about uh, that. If he had a spare eight to $12,000 later on, he could buy a midget car. Not buy a car, but buy a ride buy for the Chili Bowl. Yeah. Uh, it was announced earlier uh, that Travis Stemmler will not drive uh, the Scott and Pam Motorsports number two next year. That blue number two, the Blue Deuce. Blue Deuce, right? Uh, he's uh, instead partnered uh, now with Chad and Kayla Inklum to drive their Rocket XR1 next season with uh, McAllister Cat Reynolds on the car. Did I did I hear that he said the main reason was they, that that team's closer to where he lives? Yeah, he, had he didn't like have a drive two and a two half and a half hour, hour drive yeah, right. to, to work, work on, on the car. car. He yeah. finished second in that ethanol series ethanol points, series, yeah. and, and he I feels thought. that he needs to be hands on with the race car, and that's that's a good thing. That's a great thing for a race car driver. Uh, Mussy Racing Sprint Series has made some changes to its 2020 schedule. Opening weekend at Anderson uh, Speedway, South Carolina, has been moved to Montgomery Motor Speedway in Central Alabama on April 17th and 18th. Also added to the schedule is a visit to Lucas Oil Speedway in uh, Indiana on May 9th, replacing one of the uh, two. Turn the paper <laughs> over. Previously scheduled dates at Berlin Speedway in Michigan. So oh, I don't, I don't, they won't Ber- be at Berlin? Both, both Berlin uh, dates have been removed from the schedule. I don't oh. know any of the behind the scenes on that. I don't either. I don't, I, I don't, it doesn't matter. Jimmy McCune's going to win the championship again yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> It doesn't matter what tracks they add to or take away. Just go to a road course and he'll win. Exactly. Uh, we were talking about Rick Eshelman earlier. Uh, I just got a message uh, just before we came on tonight that... Uh, he didn't send a joke, did he? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't from Rick. The message okay. wasn't from Rick. But if it was, there would have been a joke in there. It would have been something we probably couldn't read. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you could. Well, it's we could on this, yeah. yeah. yeah it's but, a podcast, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Rick Eshelman, uh, now the voice of the World of Outlaws, uh, late model series, and, of course, former voice of Oakshade, Toledo Speedway, Eldora Speedway, and wherever else. Uh, he's going to be the special announcer this Saturday at the John Day Classic at Perth Motorplex in, you know, in, it's Australia. Well, hold on. The Perth Motor. We, uh, Rick Ashelman got a, a, a. He's going to Australia. Boy, that'll set back diplomatic ties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of bad kangaroo jokes and boomerangs. And, oh. Yeah. Now, now, were you trying to come up with Quinana? As, That's what I was trying to say. Okay. Quinana. That's Quin- good, Ron. I, 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 you've been. He's racist. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, been. been there. Yeah. He knows that stuff. Dwayne says uh, he's going to run my car at the uh, hangover race. Dwayne Could Hancock. be. Don't I get to drive the hammer stock car? I don't know if you'll fit, Dwayne. No offense. Oh, no offense. Oh. I got a small butt. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Poor Dwayne. <laughs> uh, did you hear? Did you see this about Bearfield uh, Motorsports Park? I didn't. Fort Wayne. Uh, they're adding a new class for 2020 called Road Runners. And the only reason I added this story, not because of what it is, it's a low-budget class street car with roll cage, safety seat, and racing belts. But uh, because of this sentence, which I copied directly from their website, 
This class is so low budget, you must haul it on an open trailer. You must haul it. That is the rule. All right. You must haul it on an open trailer. I like that rule. Yeah. Uh, that was always the standard yeah. joke. If you want to control costs in racing, put a, a height bar getting into the pits, oh, and all yeah. racing uh, means of transportation have to fit under that bar. That works. Yeah. So the classes, I guess they're going to have uh, heat races. They're going to be uh, five minutes. They're going to be timed races, which is a, a little bit different. And they'll start up to 50 cars. <laughs> no, wait. What track doesn't have time limits on their entry-level cars? No, this. I mean, instead of laps, I believe. I'm just okay. excited that Bearfield's opening is open. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, they, well, I wish they'd have their dirt track still. Yeah, I was going to go there, but you beat me to it. Yeah. I mean, they were in danger of closing for good. Yeah. You know, I'm just glad they're racing. So uh, they got that. The this is a fun class, and we will keep it that way. That's uh, from uh, Dave over there. Dave to uh, quote Scott Schultz, "Stupid sells." <laughs> well, the grocery getter thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mentioned earlier, the All Stars uh, released their schedule today. Fifty-five races in total. How many states you say? Eleven. Eleven states. Uh, of course, uh, Attica is going to be on there uh, on the tenth uh, and eleventh of April. And then uh, Sprint Speed Week, including Attica, Eldora, Waynesfield, Fremont. Waynesfield being back, that's another one. Yeah, that was, a, that was something. Shane I, Helms has done a from. phenomenal job at that place. I announced there, too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, any insight uh, as to how, if he's going to have more races uh, this I believe he will. Okay. Um, any, any cars with fenders? Because I know this guy was uh, complaining a little bit. Everything was open wheel. I don't know for sure. Um, Shane's an open wheel guy. Well, you know, yeah. He comes from an open wheel family, right. and... I, I honestly don't know. Uh, if it did, my guess would it would be a modified um, class. Modifieds don't have fenders. They got in the rear. Ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> that would be my guess. Um, but I, I haven't talked to, to Shane in a while. Um, I'm just excited to get the Speed Week show back. I mean, he put all new bleachers in that place. I did see a, a lot uh, of that. Added so. about 1,000 seats. Um, all new fencing. I, they were supposed to be working on new press box too. So, um, if you haven't been to Waynesfield, what a, what a facility! I mean, what a racetrack! Wow, Ch- Shane Helms. Just imagine what Millstream could have been. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I was going to go. Uh, let, let, let's not let's not go to the the funny farm. So here's the, I got a I got an update on uh, Millstream. Yeah, you ready? Still closed. Yep. <laughs> wait, and still wait, for sale. Wait, 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 we got breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, crap. I don't know what I did with my breaking news. Oh. I grew I up there. It. Yeah. I mean, in Mill Street? Yeah. That's where I started my announcing. My, my dad was a uh, track champion there, tied Al Franks for the championship in 1972. Wow. Yeah. I ran my first dirt race there at, at Mill Street. Yeah. 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 But I t- actually, I took my Toledo Speedway late model there. and But that was back in the day when exactly. you know, the car didn't know where it was. No, sprint cars did the same thing. Yeah. They'd run asphalt. Jim right. Linder did it all the time. He'd yeah, run absolutely. Sandusky and then go over to Millstream on Sunday. Absolutely. <laughs> there it is. That's There's what you were looking for. Yeah. Uh, Millstream is still closed. Yeah. That's the breaking news. <laughs> what, what a shame. Yeah. I, I don't even get any. That. <laughs> uh, the 2019 Snowball Derby is uh, scheduled for this weekend. It will be concluding with a 300-lap late model feature at Five Flags Speedway down in Florida. Some drivers on the entry list uh, include Harrison Burton, David Gilliland, Ty Majeski, uh, Chandler Smith, and a lot of other asphalt late model guys. Interesting. that, that I, I saw Chase Briscoe uh, tweeted out the other day. He said, I keep reading about the hype on this race. 
somebody find me a ride. I'd like to drive one. And he just got married, by the way, a couple days ago. Congratulations, Chase. But he wants to run that race. I've watched highlights of it. It looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've read a lot about it, but I've never actually gotten to see that myself. Kyle Bush going to be there? Uh, I, he, he's run that one. I before. saw that he's like a champion of WWE, WWE or something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what yeah. the hell is going on? With this? <laughs> hey, down south, that's big. Yeah, <laughs> that's big. And, and uh, he's been enough. Michael Waltrip was the uh, referee of that little <laughs> whatever the hell it was. <laughs> yeah, but he's a champion. He had the belt, right? The NASCAR circus. Yeah, and speaking of that, there are uh, award ceremonies this weekend, I believe. Yes, it is. And uh, one other thing with. Uh, Maybe I didn't. Oh, I did put that on here. Uh, the uh, NASCAR Cup Series has uh, revealed their uh, sponsorship deal for 2020, which they're no longer going to be called the Monster, Monster Energy Drunk. Yeah. Drunk? Monster Energy Drink. 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 You drink enough of them, series. you feel yeah. like you're drunk, yeah. Uh, they're going to go with uh, their what they call Premier Partners. So they have four sponsors that are going to be shown prominently on all signage, whatever, and they're just going to go by NASCAR Cup Series. And the four premier partners are Bush Beer, Coca-Cola, Geico, and Xfinity. And that got me uh, wondering, well, what's that mean for the Xfinity series? But I guess that's got a deal for like 10 years or something. So there, that'll still be just the Xfinity series. That's interesting. And, and yeah. I I thought that Monster Energy was originally signed until 22. But it is, am I wrong? Is Monster Energy and NOS Energy the same company? I don't know. I, I, I think they I'm not are. A, not an energy drink expert. Me, I, I, I don't drink those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm no. wired enough as it that's is. It. I don't need to. <laughs> and I, oh, my heart can't stand that. That's me either. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 55 years old, Ron. I, my heart can't handle it. Wait, you're 55? I'm 55. No way. I've been announcing for 35 years. I've been announcing for less than that. <laughs> 22? 1985 was my first year announcing. 96 was my first year at Millstream, actually, for the Paxons. Did you? For the Paxons, yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to them? They, well, Bill passed Bill away. Passed Did he? Senior, yeah. oh. Billy Joe is uh, running a demolition company, and Justin is somewhere up in Michigan. <laughs> Justin's a <laughs> good little racer. Yeah. 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 Now, Billy Joe's granddaughter, no, Billy Do- Joe's daughter, uh, just earned her wings uh, for the Air Force. Wow. Uh, chopper pilot. Whoa. Yeah. We can got to get her in a race car then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ron Miller race cars. There it is. Ron Miller choppers. Um, how about we give uh, DJ a call here? We'll yeah. Talk to him right. first. Since, uh, since Doug kind of uh, didn't show up here, we'll call him second. So we'll start out with our uh, 410 champion here. And I was talking earlier. It'd be nice if I had a programmable phone so I could just program these in. Uh, so old day radio. What's that? It's the old days of radio. You know, let's give yeah. them a call on the hotline, the Ron Miller hotline. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Ron Miller race car hotline, since we're in the Ron Miller race car studios. 419-214-0925. Give us a call. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> then we'll first, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hello? Hey, is this DJ? Yeah. All right, I dialed the right number. Hey. <laughs> that's the first day. It's Scott Hammer, Brian Liskey, Ron Miller, uh, Hammer Down Racing Report. How's it going? Not too bad yourself. Oh, we're, we're, I, we're getting there. We're having fun, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, probably not as much fun as uh, you had this uh, past season, but you know we're getting there. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's go over your your accomplishments uh, for for this year. You're the uh, Attica Fremont Championship Series champion for the four tens. Uh, Attica champion. Um, 
in past things that what your the 2010 305 champion, the 2012 305 fast champion, the 2013 410 rookie of the year, uh 2017 fast 410 champion, and now you have uh this championship uh this year at Attica. Uh, how does that stack up compared to all those? Uh it's pretty pretty cool to be able to do it with a new team. Uh, I mean, anytime you can have success throughout a whole year and put a whole season together to get a championship, it's always quite the accomplishment. Tell us about about this uh, your new team. Uh, Burmeister Racing. Uh, they've been racing for I think sixty plus years. So not a new team, just new to you. And DJ, uh, let's be honest here. About this time last year, you didn't know you were going to be in that car you were at the banquet you and jay kaiser had announced that you were going separate ways you didn't have a ride coming into the season at that point in time no yeah you're right around this time last year i wasn't real sure what i was doing i had my retirement speech ready oh, <laughs> i was just hoping that something would come to fruition and it did uh i mean i waited in a pretty good spot so yeah sounds like it um we were talking about this uh earlier but uh, how frustrating was it to uh, miss out on the trifecta this year, uh, losing to uh, Buddy Kofoid for the Fremont Track Championship? Uh, very frustrating. But in hindsight, I mean, in the moment, I was very frustrated with that. I mean, we lost by two points or whatever. But in hindsight, if we would have won all three, what would our goal be next year? Ah, that's so, true. We, we were talking about that earlier, DJ. What one car during the year could you have passed? Oh, I, I can think of two nights in my mind that if I would have done something stupid, I would have done just fine. But. What, okay, what were those two nights? <laughs> uh, I believe it was opening night. I was like running 10th and hit a hole and spun out and then came back up to 10th. But if I wouldn't have done that, and then there was another night that I was shooting for the lead and uh, kind of ran into the leader there and spun out, so... How 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 often do you think about that? I mean, doesn't wouldn't that just drive you crazy? Well, you can't think about the past. You only got to look forward. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, you, know, you brought the question up, so I had to tell you this few nights I would have changed. <laughs> DJ, you talked about the Burmeister team, and like you said, they've been around for 60-some years. Sonny Burmeister, the late Sonny Burmeister's in the Fremont Speedway Hall of Fame. But to me, the the whole, in any racing, the whole team comes down to the relationship between the driver and the crew chief. And Mikey Summers has been the crew chief on that car for a long, long time. It, I, you know, that relationship you developed with him, to me, is what got you where you went this year with the championships and the wins. Right. Uh, I mean, me and Mikey, we kind of clicked. I've known Mikey for a long time. I mean, I've been around racing since, like, 2008. So I've always kind of, like, talked to him and stuff like that. So going into it, I wasn't really worried about, just, like, having like butt in our heads or anything so i mean the biggest part of it was i mean i would tell him what i felt and he would just make the car fast if i told him man this thing is terrible i just tell him to drive it better <laughs> <laughs> dj always likes to say i because i asked him one time i said dj you know you give a lot of input on cars up and dj said i don't know what the heck i'm talking about when it comes to setup i, I you know well, i just get I, in the drive. same way yeah, yeah there you go I just do a little bit of complaining here and there, and they try to give it the best it is. It's the best, it, best it can be. It's just targeted complaining so that they know what to work on. Yeah, so, yeah targeted yeah. complaining. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> so do, do you have a preference uh, between either Fremont or Attica? Do you like one more than the other? 
I mean, I'd have to say Fremont. I grew up going there every weekend. So, And then Fremont, to me, has always been a trickier racetrack to race on. Attica, you can pretty much just run the top and be pretty much wide open. Where Fremont, you have to have a lot of finesse. Well, I was going to say, this year at Fremont, under new management, and they did some work on the track. They took uh, some of the banking out of it, and it slicked off a couple nights. And you guys in that 16 car seemed to have that figured out way better than anybody else. You could run fast in the middle of the racetrack when everybody else was spinning wheels and trying to, to find on a slick racetrack how to get going. You guys seemed to figure that out at Fremont. All right, and that's just good creatures. Like, Mikey does a great job at <laughs> You complained right that night, right? What's that? You you complained right that night, right? Yeah. Well, a slick racetrack, we're not allowed to complain that much. Oh. <laughs> kind of on our shoulders, and they just got to get us close. Okay. Uh, so what what does it mean to you to be the inaugural uh, 410 Attica Fremont Championship Series champion? Uh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, one, 10 grand is pretty cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard to bat an eye at that. But, I mean, you can only win the inaugural event one time, so... Your your name will always be first in the record book yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. I mean Dwayne Hancock did a great job putting something together for us to race for really, really, really good money. I mean, the guys at the banquet were saying. I mean, he uh, got people tires. He got discounts on or gift cards for DMI runs. There's a bunch of stuff that he did behind the scenes that not a lot of people got to see for us drivers. Well, it, throughout the season. Uh, it, it just, it, you know, a lot of series, the payout doesn't come until the end of the year. What what Dwayne and, and, and Rex at, at Attica and Ryan and the gang at Fremont said, we need to keep our local teams going throughout the season, and Dwayne did a good job putting things together. Like he, like DJ said, you know, gift certificates, the rear ends, uh, tires, things like that throughout the year to help keep those teams coming every week. Right. I mean, how many 4,000-to-win races did he like scrounge up out of nowhere. Thanks to uh, Spanky's Pizza, yeah, <laughs> Cary, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, I'm yeah. just yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, that them putting that effort forward to something like that, it's pretty awesome. And it sounds like he's uh, already well on his way uh, working for next year as well. Good. I look forward to racing it. You're gonna you're gonna try and get your name uh, the first two entries into uh, the champions list there for next year. Well, like I said earlier. I mean, we got goals for next year. If we would have won all three the first year, we wouldn't have any goals. So, yeah, all three would be fantastic. So that's uh, basically you're going to be running for uh, pretty much the same thing you did this year, next year. Attica, yeah, Fremont. I mean, Fremont, they're, uh, they like to stay local. I mean, going into it, that's what I knew, and and they've been very successful at running locally. So. Well, the other thing that you guys did, though, last year, I know there was a lot of rainouts, but you were committed to running Ohio Sprint Speed Week. I, I believe, didn't you end up fourth in the Speed Week points? Yeah, something like that, yeah. We were, uh, we were fortunate to make all the races, all three or four races there, out of rain week. So, well, And now Fremont's but, added back into that. Uh, Waynesfield, you like racing at Waynesfield. So Speed Week this year, if you guys target that, that that's kind of suited for DJ Foos. Oh, yeah, I actually just text uh, Mikey. The crew chief today, I said, hey, do you see Speed Week's schedules out? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm all over it. I'm hoping we get to be able to do something like that again. All right. Um, is there any uh, one particular uh, night that uh, stands out in your mind, uh, you know, more than the rest of this past season that you're going to remember? Um, well, anytime you win, it really stands out. 
<laughs> I, I was gonna, the, how about the back-to-back nights? You won at Attic on Friday, Fremont on Saturday. I think both of those were 4,000 win deals, too, with the AFCS. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. That was a great that, weekend. And, uh, actually, there's one win that kind of overshadows all of that. It would be the night. Uh, I can't think of when it was, but uh, it was a win at Fremont. The track was really rough and wet and kind of had to go above the cushion. It was like a, it was a TV race. Can't remember exactly what day it was, but that's the one that really stands out for me. Was the night we winning really on TV? Well, yeah, it's yeah, that winning on TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, one last question for you before we let you go here. Uh, as far as the champions from uh, Attica Raceway this past year, uh, you, Jamie Miller, Doug Drown, who would win in a race? And I've switched this up from the past one. Okay. Who would win in a uh, race of equally prepared big wheels? <laughs> Equally prepared big wheels, like the tricycle thing with yep. pedals on Yep, plastic things. Well, I'd have to say probably me because I'm younger. <laughs> I, I would I say know. that. I would say that, too. Okay. Yeah, because DJ is younger than than the rest of them, yeah. I mean, I feel like default. I kind of default into that. So. Uh, you know, the promoter in my head now is spinning. Oh, no. <laughs> we were doing minivans before, but I decided to switch it up and do big wheels. But any one of those guys would have said it wasn't them, I guess. I don't know. You're the first one, so we haven't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we haven't asked. And I forgot to ask Jamie Miller, but uh, we'll ask Doug here in, in a little bit. But it, for the other track champions uh, that we've had on the show, we've asked uh, uh, equally prepared minivans, and most of them chose themselves, except for... Uh, I forget who it was, but most of them chose themselves would be the winner. It's well, I think uh, when we had the Oakshade champions on, uh, they were talking about Corey Gum because he drives, he drives a, a front-wheel a drive. Front wheel drive. So that's why I changed it to yeah. big wheels because it's not... They, they make those adult tricycles. Do they? Yes. Yeah. We raced them at the Rumble last year. Ooh. I think we should make this happen. Yes. We should have all the champions of all the tracks in a big, big wheel race. Well, I don't know. Maybe I just... I got bad knees. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put this one out. Uh, uh, well, I got bad knees. If you complain just right, maybe they could get the setup right. You mean to adjust the stagger on the big wheel? There's only three wheels. Did you hear the knee comment? I'm working on my... Knee <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ. Appreciate the time. Good luck uh, in 2020, and uh, good luck in trying to get the trifecta there, the Attica Freewild Championship Series uh, Championship. There's a lot of championships. A lot in of there. championships. In and there. the Fremont and the Attica championships all right thank you very much i appreciate it all right thanks, thanks dj bye have a good day bye. dj foose you're uh 410 his brother's pretty good racer too is he yeah he raced 305s uh he, he's won in dirt trucks uh-huh. uh and he, he raced uh, towards the end of the year in the 305 and had several top five finishes in it is that matt matt yeah and and his dad is the crew was the crew chief on bobby clark's sprint car for the last four or five years a lot of foos. Yeah. His dad's also the fire chief in the city of Fremont. I did not know that. Yeah. You are like a fact Dave, factory. Dave Foos is the, <laughs> the, the fire chief in the city of Fremont. All right. How about we uh, give Doug a call now? Where was he at? Looking at a trailer? I, he said a trailer. I'm assuming for work because I think he hauls cattle for a living. Oh. All right. Let's see. Doug Drown, you're, uh, there's the area code. Doug's out of Wooster, Ohio. It's Worcester. Wooster. No, Worcester. I'm from here. I call it, it's Wooster. <laughs> if I take so the it, W off and it, put an R, it's not, what is it? Worcester. Worcester. It's not Worcester. Hello. Hi, is this Doug? 
Doug Drown, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Brian Liskai, Hammer Down Race Report. How's it going? Oh, going well. Uh, what? Uh, how do you pronounce uh, your home? Your hometown? What, Worcester. Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. But a lot of people are Worcester. See, or, you know. so it's, it's not Worcester. It's, it's Worcester. Like Worcester, Worcester sire yeah. sauce. Worcester. Yeah. Well, right. I guess Worcester. We don't call them Amish like down there says, either. But They're Amish. No, we call them Amish. No, Who calls right. them Amish? That's right. Everybody down in Worcester calls them Amish. Everybody does. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> my mind is blown. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Scott, we done been educated. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Doug Drown, uh, late medal champion, Attica Raceway Park. Uh, you had. Uh, what four wins this year, and uh, you're actually uh, the 2015 Attica champion with uh, seven wins uh, back then. Uh, how does this uh, championship compare uh, with uh, the first back in 2015? Um, this one, I guess, I don't know. It was pretty equal, I guess. I mean, we had a up and down year this year. We had that trainee break where we started tail, and that was our only worst finish, I guess, where we finished. Uh, seventh that night but um other than that it was we didn't have as many wins so i guess you look at it that but i just think as a whole we were very competitive every night no matter where we started so i think that's uh one of the reasons why it was a really good good year but 15 would be hard to beat because we had the good run with the lucas oil series that year and everything so it was kind of a um yeah just Doug, we had hard to beat. So I would say this was my second best year at Attica. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Makes we had sense. we had Devin Shields on a couple of weeks back, and uh, he was saying that everybody knew they were racing for second place. He was. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Some days I. I don't know. I think we have a really good group of guys up there. I mean, it, it's not a easy, uh, easy field of cars. You got a, a lot of good good guys there with good equipment and that's one thing i look at is i don't feel like i have an advantage over anybody else and i just know that i guess that they must know that i go there to win you know that's mm-hmm. i'm not going to run second but i'm not also going to go there and tear up race cars either so um but i think we push each other you know Devin racing really hard uh ryan missler was really really good this year and i think just when you have those type of guys that they make me want to be better and i hope I, you know, want to make them, you know, push and, and get better, not just give up or say they're running second. I really hope they still go to win, you know, and give it their best. Oh, I'm sure they do. But it, the, the stat that really stood out to me this year for you, Doug, is you said, that, you know, you broke that tranny, came from the tail, finished seventh. Other than that, you never finished out of the top four. In ten, the other ten races, and your average A-main finishing position was third. That's incredible. I don't think I in all the years – I've been at Attica. I've ever seen somebody average that. That's amazing. Yeah, cause, yeah. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. I don't, but really, the whole year as a whole. I mean, no. If you take out my street stock stats, you know, I mean, we had an awesome year, and Attica was is one of those. You know, averaging third in Wayne County. I finished first and second every night there, except wow. for the World of Outlaw night, and I finished fifth. Wow. <laughs> so, other than that, I mean, it was a really, really stellar year, and uh, and the car just fit me very well. The black diamond chassis that we switched to, and um, yeah, just worked out really well. And and 
Attica having a racetrack that we can race on. You know, that's a lot of it because if we went to places where single file, then, you know, it's tough to pass uh, a lot of cars in a short amount of time. So I got to give them props for providing a place for us to be able to do that and to, you know, excel and, and make those passes to get to the front. Yeah, that said, uh, they put new dirt on last year, and John Boris wasn't happy with it. It took them a while to get a handle on it. They've put new clay on again, right? again yeah. uh, for next year. So you you might be scratching your head a couple uh, nights there, Doug. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Yeah, it. I, I definitely didn't care for it at the beginning of the year, but pork chop and them, like you say, they did work really hard, and uh, and got it a lot better. So that's one thing I'm definitely definitely happy with it because uh, i was burning up tires left and right and john of course just said well you're on the gas a lot more than everybody <laughs> slow down <laughs> uh, yeah and i'm like no john i said i'm not the only one i said this gets costly when we're burning up two two tires sometimes even the right front a night but and i knew it wasn't his fault but like that they knew it they addressed it with drivers with their concern they understood that it just didn't work but they didn't go out there and you know yell at anybody else or anything like that either you know or you know point fingers or anything like that i mean it was okay we have an issue and what they do they addressed it already and starting on it so um i don't think no matter what they do it's still going to be a great place to race it's just uh the configuration the shape and and their hard work so but i might struggle a couple getting a hold of it but i'm definitely not gonna uh It'll be, it'll be equal playing ground for everybody, though. Yeah. New dirt for That's everybody. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first night should be interesting. Yeah. Everybody's just going to be either spinning tires or they're going to be so much grip, their cars are going to be tight. It's It could definitely throw a loop in it, in it for everybody. Now, you're also uh, the Attica Wayne County uh, Mini Series Challenge champ. There's only two champions that. That, since its inception, him and Ryan Markham. How, how long has that series been going? I want to say six years. This was oh, sixth okay. or seventh year. Yeah. Is that where they got the idea for the Attica Oakshade Challenge? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, that's only been a few years. but uh, Congratulations on that. Do you have a, a, a favorite track between those two, Attica or Wayne County? Because um, it sounds like you're pretty I, I dominant really like, on both. Yeah, I like both. That's why I like going to them. <laughs> but really, I mean, Wayne County's in my backyard, and they're just two different racetracks. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess Wayne County's different because there is guardrail and on three-fourths of the track. So it, it makes it nerve-wracking where <laughs> to push the limits of the car, you know, and so you kind of get a little bit more nervous. But Attica, it's forgiving because you can go in too hard and launch the thing off the track and be like, wow, it shouldn't have went in that hard. <laughs> so it's like, it, so it's it's different. But really, I like I like Attica, I guess. And Jason and them are getting there, so I really like them and stuff. But So I don't want to be negative towards anybody, but... Um, with Attica, the promotion of the track, just uh, from when you enter the gate, no matter, I think, if it was my first time there or even this year, no matter what, they they just make you feel like you belong, I guess. And, and the rules, the way there's no BS there, I was talking about, actually, I was looking at the hauler down here in Zanesville, Brad Golfs, and uh, with him, I said, there's just no BS at Attica, you know when you go there that these are the rules, this is what's expected, your professionalism, the whole nine. You don't really hear any fighting, any issues in the in the pits or on the track. I mean, there's a very few. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've been involved in a couple, but <laughs> other than that. Did you have any this year? Settled. 
none this year. Nobody no, could get. No, nobody could get nobody to could him. Catch him. <laughs> 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 no, it, but it was. It, it's just that is expected. I mean, they don't even have to address it. Like, I think it's because every racer respects Attica, John, even Brian, and Rex. No. The way they do things, it's respected. Like, then. I don't know. I guess it's a professionalism. So, and Jason, them have got areas getting there, you know, putting people in a place. So that's why I really like racing theirs because, you know, when you go there, things are going to be fair. And that's the same way with Attica. And that's all we ask. I don't ever want to be cheated, you know, or lose a race from somebody cheating. To me, that's, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't settle well because I wouldn't do it. So I don't expect anybody else. And you don't get any of that at Attica. So that's why I really like going there and uh, like I say, the professionalism from the food staying ladies to the whole nine. I mean, it's just just really good people. So when are you going back to Australia? I don't know. We were talking about that tonight, too, but I really <laughs> want to. But uh, things just haven't worked out. And But with my business and stuff doing okay and starting to get things in place where I can step away a little bit and it still runs smooth, I'm hoping to do that sooner than later so you've run uh, australia before well yeah that's why i asked him scott well, i realized i didn't know yeah, this yeah, when, was, when was this was and how did you do he was um, the hot dog yeah the, yeah a couple years we were good and then francis came and he he took the thunder um <laughs> there for a little bit but it was a lot of fun i mean we went i think was it oh eight ron what, was that uh, the first year? Uh, I know you yeah, several years. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, my last year there was 07, so yeah, you were either 08 or 09. Okay, 07, yeah, okay. So yeah, 08, and then I think 09, yeah, I definitely went 08, yeah, 08, 09, I think 2010. I skipped a year there or something, or, or 11, something like that. But um, yeah, i definitely like to go back. Great people over there, and it's really come a long way, the, the, uh, uh, the way the classes have you know have grown because they were a little bit behind a they've, little bit over. The they've year. got they've got and, thirty-one cars uh, lined up for this weekend, and they're anticipating as many as fifty cars for the nationals. Wow! I want to say that Ron was the stepping stone for that from coming from the U.S. over there, helping you know trying to help the guys get that uh, get up to date on things, and then I kind of. Showed a little bit more with my crazy driving, I guess, that you can push the limits of these cars a little bit more. And and then, you know, and then now Francis, and they've really pushed. And Craig Vosberg and also was obviously a huge part of making that happen. And Bear Chandler's and Alan Blake and, and those the those top guys really uh, helped make that class grow over there, which is great to see. Absolutely. And we're seeing some of those the late model drivers from Australia come over here now. Oh, absolutely! In the summer, yeah, yeah, more than used to. It used to be just the sprint car guys did that. We've had you know four or five of them. A couple of them uh, came and lived in the Ohio area, didn't they, Doug? Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, well, Kai Blake, and, uh, Craig Vosburgh, um, oh, Paul Stubber, Paul Stubber, Paul Stubber then, yeah. um, Warren. I think Warren Oldfield race some or the other old field maybe even jason there's yeah a few of them just three of them guys i think simon then, mcnab uh, was here a couple of years ago yeah yeah simon mcnab then um all the 52 car um i forget his name redhead guy <laughs> but uh jay cardy yeah or he raced over here and uh yeah so quite a few of them are getting over here 
get new cars and stuff and then ship them back over. So uh, we usually ship a couple containers a year um, over there for them and to help, you know, get get parts to the guys since it's not all in-house over there. Everything gets brought in. So it's a little expensive for them, but uh, definitely great to be able to expand it, uh, help them, I guess, grow grow the sport. They can uh, afford it. Wide now. They can afford it. I have, right. I, I have yet to meet a poor Australian. Honestly, I don't think they exist. <laughs> I drove, the last time I was there, my wife and I drove around looking for a bad part of the city. Couldn't find it. <laughs> That's it. I'm with you. And then when you go to the the so-called bush area, it seems like everybody's happy and doing well, too. They're, they're, they live by that no worries thing. I'm telling oh, they you, really they, do. You know, some, some, I wish we could do that here. Some some of their country tracks. Uh, when we were over there, we didn't. They wouldn't let us leave the pits till two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Just See, and, just crazy. Like as, a, as a kid, and there's another thing we'll go with Attica. How you let the fans come in for that in those fan appreciation nights and stuff. As a kid, and I feel like it was just yesterday. I remember always waiting to the end of the night that last checker flag guys would still have their cars out and we could get to sit there and mingle and you could meet your drivers and the ones you look up to and Mark Keegan and it's some of the names that like John Ivy, I know he's still racing and stuff, but, uh, and then Zyder and different ones of sprint car guys I thought were just the best ever, even Byron Reed, but, uh, seeing them still race and stuff, but those were the things, but now everybody loads their stuff up and gets the heck out of there so quick over here. But in Australia, they don't do that. Um, they all hang out, and it's like you have a tailgate. The racers have the tailgate party after the race. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're like that, but I'm glad Atticus takes that time to do the fan appreciation, let them walk, because uh, seeing the kids and, and even the adults, you know, we, we're looked up to as their heroes and stuff, just like I guess they were when I was growing up. And I feel like sometimes we've done away with a little bit of that at other tracks that has hurt the fans that want to come back when you have no interaction with the people that you, you pay to watch that you never get to talk to and all you do is see them with a helmet on. And I think it takes more than that to keep them coming back every week. Well said, definitely. Uh, what are your plans for uh, 2020? Uh, right now we're getting ready to, for things for Florida. We're going to try the all the Lucas Oil races down there um, and then come back, probably start at Attica. And then we're not going to be every week. Um, not going to go try to defend the championship? I, I, I've heard this story. No. This, I've heard this song and dance before. He, <laughs> Brian brought it to everybody's attention when he was doing the interviews at the banquet. Everybody that wins the championship usually struggles the next year. So I've decided was, we'll just, I'm going to say struggles at Attica the next year. So my thing is I just won't run for the championship. I'll wait till 2021 to decide again. So, Missed the two first. Miss the first two races, and uh, then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, well, we missed one race that one year, and we still finished second in the points, and I've been a kick myself in the butt for not being there Because <laughs> they, they have a great points fund. So it's like, well, I, one night, I really couldn't go one night. I should have been there. And, but, hell well. But it's, uh, yeah, right now, then we're thinking about one of the little series. I don't know yet. Uh, I don't really see the ethanol working in my schedule since too many of them are far away and there's no boy they pay well but they do pay great yeah but so and that and that's we're tossing that or the sunoco which i know not a lot of people are on the sunoco but 
I want to get better at Eldora and tired of not making the world 100. And I feel if I go out there to all the Eldora races, then that'll that's a good point. Me, uh, get laps and get around her. Cause that's the only race I haven't made that, you know, made the dirt track, made the dirt millions, made every race to some degree, you know, at one point, the dream we've made in only one year, but I haven't gone every year either because Wayne County usually has a race. So we go there and then, uh, but the world's just one that's been biting me, I guess, and just have some speed, but then we never, never can get in. You got to get Keith Burner get you a special set of shocks. Well, you know what? And that's something maybe I need to do is just hire Keith Burner for that weekend <laughs> and, and put him in my trailer and keep him to myself because uh, most people, if he's around their trailer a lot on one of those races, that guy's usually doing well. And uh, sometimes I don't think he gets a lot of the. Uh, credit for doing that because the year i made the dream actually he was the one that was sitting there in my pit he kept coming back over nope try this try this why don't you and, and he don't just give it to you but he talks you through what your car is doing and really lets you realize that is what's happening not what you might feel is happening but then he breaks it down for you and and sure enough we made that race that year and which I got a flat in the first few laps, but regardless, it was. <laughs> so I still re- I remember it very well, and even though it was back in, I think, 11 or 12. So. But if, if you're like DJ Foose, you just got to learn to complain just right. Well, I don't like to complain. I well, complain about to, the car. But... Complain about the car to oh, make yeah. it better. That's... Well, I need to be a professional about it. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. Yeah. He's <laughs> like a really nice guy about it. So. There I you mean, go. <laughs> I, I don't know. Who is that red, that the red guy or whatever, the wild, the wild one at the banquet. Um, oh, uh, you know, Brian Lay. Brian Lay, yeah. yeah. That dude, he's, he's, he's something else. But he, uh, <laughs> uh, I like it. But he just ain't sorry to him. And he's like, man, I, I said sorry, but he hasn't forgave or, you know, let it go. So. All right, I got one last question for you before we let you go here, Doug. Uh, yeah. We asked this of uh, DJ just a little bit ago. And uh, I'm going to ask you, who would uh, who would who would win in a race of equally prepared big wheels? You, DJ, or Jamie Miller, the uh, track champions at Attica? I would probably say DJ. Man, you imagine his little legs? They could burn way many way more RPMs than my big legs. He says he's got bad knees though. But he did say that he's he would win because he's oh. younger. Yeah. How old is he? We were wondering that, actually. I, D- after D- we left the banquet, the wife and I talked about that. I want to say he's uh, 31, 2 in that na- neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I'm old. So <laughs> I'm, I'm becoming an old veteran. Now, I used to always feel like yeah, I wasn't old, but when I want to see the younger ones. Now I'm realizing that, yeah, I'm going to be handing down the torch here soon. Careful now, you're but, treading on, t- yeah. on thin ice, dude. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ron. <laughs> He's a spring chicken. Ron's just getting yeah, broken. Ron's in. ageless. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. No, not in the morning, I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> well, good luck uh, next year, Mr. Drown. And uh, if uh, maybe maybe go to Attica the first three races, see how you do, and then you can decide that, hey, yeah, I'm running for the championship right. this year. All right, we, we might do that. You never know. Because I said I was only going to go a couple times this year, and I ended up there every night. So it was uh, it worked out great. So it, it depends on how it. depends on how well you do that first night. Then kind of helps That's, steer things. 
That's right. Sets the tone. All right, man. So, Congra- well, congratulations right, on everything uh, you accomplished this year. Good luck in Florida, Doug. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Uh, Bye. Real quick, Ron. Uh, the chassis wars in late models, it seems like, has really picked up here in the last two or it three really years. It really has. I mean, it used to be master-built, Rayburn, Rocket. That was about it. GRT. GRT, yeah. Yeah, yeah GRTs. Uh, but now these Proven black diamonds. Chassis. Yeah. yeah. Proven chassis was huge. Yeah. Proven yeah. chassis, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about these black diamonds, though. Who's who's putting them together? I'm not sure where they're being built. Uh, they, they've really uh, made some inroads. The, the biggest complaint I hear with the Rockets is that they can be spot on one night, not change anything, and they're terrible the next week. And it seems like the guys are chasing them. Uh, and, and maybe that sweet spot is a little broader on, on a couple of these other cars. What's um, the best performance motorsports that uh, Tyler, or what, what chassis was that? They're, they're in Rocket XR. They're in Rocket, okay. That's what I, I kind of figured out. I, Mike Boris got a black diamond last year, and nobody in this area had right. one. And Mike Boris got one. Now Doug had one this year, and you saw the results. Yeah, yeah. Dan uh, Wallace is a Swartz dealer, and uh, boy, two two three years ago, you couldn't beat a Swartz car. Yeah. Ah, your Swartz is as big as mine. <laughs> That's it. Baseballs. You went there. Huh? I did. <laughs> I'm glad you actually got that. I did. Um, got uh, Jamie Miller here. I talked to him for just a couple minutes. Let's get to that, and then. Uh, you, you still got some time here because I, I want to talk to you too. It's getting close things. to my bedtime. I know. <laughs> Free for all. All right. Well, this is about four minutes here. This is, uh, I talked to Jamie Miller earlier this uh, week, 305 champion at Attica, because uh, he was unavailable tonight. Also, the uh, AFCS uh, champion in the uh, 305s as well. So here's uh, a little bit of that. Uh, how would you rank this uh, past season as far as uh, with all the other seasons in your racing career so far? Well, I mean, I ain't got no complaints. I mean, we had a good. A good year for sure when the, at the championship and the AFCS championship this year. I mean, we had a good run this year for sure. Uh, how does this rank uh, with your uh, 2005 championship? Uh, I think I might have had more wins in 05, but I mean, uh, it's, uh, pretty close to the same. I mean, that first one's always, always probably going to be the, the most memorable one, but I mean, this was definitely a good one. Well, you had six wins uh, back in '05, and then this year you had five straight wins. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us about the, the dominance there. Yeah, I mean we uh, were struggling a little bit early in the year. I mean we were still running top fives, and then we uh, took the car to Beavers and had it worked on. And when we came back, it was it was pretty much on at that point. I mean we was back to our old ways, and just didn't seem like we could get beat. Anybody uh, accuse you of cheating? Yeah, pretty much that happens. You know, when you go on a streak <laughs> like that, you start hearing whispers here and there, but that definitely wasn't the case there. Anybody ask you uh, what uh, what you were doing to try and get some ideas how to make their cars faster? I mean, they can ask. I'll tell them what we do, but it don't mean it's going to work for them usually. This year you moved uh, third in all-time 305 uh, sprint uh, career feature wins. How exciting is that for you? Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. I mean, there's a lot of big names on that list, and to have mine up toward the top is is pretty awesome. 24 career feature wins overall. Uh, and you had a pretty good uh, season at Fremont as well, finishing uh, just outside the uh, championship there. Yep, yeah, we ended up second there. We had, had a few off nights there when we were still struggling with the car and then missed the setup a few times, and 
uh, we fell a little short at Fremont this year. How competitive is this uh, 305 class? Uh, even though you were pretty dominant this year, I mean, it still was uh, fairly tight there with the top three with separated less than 100 points. Yeah, it's a tough division. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of good drivers in there, and the equipment's all pretty equal. I mean, to be dominant in that division, you've got to really you know, cross your T's and dot your I's. Uh, do you have a, a preference uh, of either Fremont or Attica? Do you like one better than the other? No, not really. I just I enjoy racing. I don't. It don't matter where we go. One particular night that stands out in your memory uh, from this past season more than the others? Uh, probably the first win and at, uh, after we got the car back. I just you know I knew that we were struggling with the car and I had a feeling that something was wrong with it and we got that first win out of the way and and uh, that kind of made the made the difference. What's uh, what do you got planned for twenty twenty now? Same thing, same car, just uh, updating some equipment, and uh, we're going to try to win all three. The uh, Fremont Championship, AFCS Championship, and Attica? Yep. Uh, you going to hit any other tracks next summer? You gonna... uh, if we get the get the opportunities, we might. I don't, with my work schedule, it's, it's real tough for me to, to do too much traveling, but we'll see what happens. Uh, it's just tough to schedule an interview with you, too, so uh, I know how that goes. Uh, well, yeah. we appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, of your time here, and uh, good luck and everything in 2020, and congratulations uh, uh, for this year. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks. And that was, uh, we had to schedule that a couple times to do that interview <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, something came up, was busy. He's a very busy guy, but uh, good season for him uh, with a couple championships there as well. Now, Brian Liskai joining us in the studio for the first time ever. Yeah. So we appreciate you coming in all the way uh, from Fremont there. About a 59-minute drive. 59 minutes, isn't I, that? I live in Bellevue, which is... Oh, you're on the other side. The other side of Fremont. I'm, I'm halfway between Attica and my house and halfway... It's same distance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get to uh, Big D's and Clyde? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Dean's a good, he's listening. He already yeah, texted. I, well, I know he is. He texts me. He gives away a pizza every week. Uh, we we play a game here, which we're going to do in a little bit, and uh, he always, he awards uh, the winner a Big D's pizza. He, he just texted me. He said, excellent job on Hammer Down Racing. How's the new job going? So there you go. <laughs> Speaking of that, that's a good transition. Uh, those, I mean, some of our listeners, I'm sure, know that you do uh, Buckeye, or did uh, Buckeye, Buckeye Speed, Speed Zone. Zone. Yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about what uh, what has happened with that? Um, the the owners of the radio station uh, wanted to do something else. Um, I'm looking for opportunities. I've I've talked to some other radio stations. Also, uh, Speedsport uh, has really gotten into the digital Speedsport.com. Yeah, yeah. Uh, deal. And I've talked talked with Chad Markle on that. Um, might do a podcast through their services. Uh, you know, Ralph Shaheen does a. Uh, speech of tv mm-hmm. deal sort of maybe something like that as well so now it like us you did not get paid to do uh, no that show i, I don't get paid to do that we 19, do it just for the the love of the 19 sport. years never took a dime so uh, uh out we, of that deal. we're not, not quite that far what are we two years yeah scott to be exact our, our show started actually jim ford the late jim ford oh, who, yeah. who resurrected fremont. fremont speedway came to myself and scott barman uh and said uh would you guys be interested in hosting a radio show on the Fremont radio station? Sure, why not? We'll, we'll try anything once. And that's how we got started. And I think our first show was only a half hour. Jim Ford actually paid for the airtime mm-hmm. at the radio station. It was sort of like a live remote. 
That's kind of how a lot of those uh, talk shows yeah. work is basically the advertiser will buy that block right. of time and exactly. they can do what they want with it. And then we expanded to an hour. And, and then uh, DC Bash came in and kind of took that over, and Scott and I kind of walked away from it for about a year or two. Then I went back in and was co-host with DC Bash. And in the meantime, Scott Harmon and I did a uh, – back then it was a podcast that, that was huge. Podcast? Right, and it was called The Last Lap. Uh, last lap live and uh, then came back in and and got on the buckeye speed zone again so uh so things are things are moving in the works uh, i i i just i get enthused about talking about racing okay uh and i could I, I don't want to give that up um <laughs> I, I, racing you know it, when they say racing's a family it truly is uh you get to know so many people and i i couldn't walk away from it absolutely no I, you, you couldn't you worked uh, with Cody Summer at uh, Mansfield. Did exactly. Announcing there. Yes. Any insight on what's going on with it? any updates on uh, Mansfield? It just said it's for uh, sale. Um, I don't know if he's selling it. I, I, I don't know. I know if he, he was promoting it. it. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I think it was a lease to own. I, that's just my opinion. Um, from Mr. Miltron, who owns, who's huge down there. He owns a salvage yard. Uh, it's a big salvage yard. He bought it because it was a bunch of land. Uh, he he had no desire to run a racetrack um leased it to cody um that place you know when you when you look at the facility it's one of the best in the state for a dirt track any track actually you know because they did run nascar maybe a, maybe a nascar dirt dirt nascar race it, there you, it, you could pull it off there yeah and, and when you always talk about race location locate you know we talk about millstream being right off i-75 sure. same thing there you're right off 30 you're that real close to i-70 uh, Mansfield's a good population center. Um, he he never got a good weather day at that place yeah, in yeah, the three that. years he had it. He really he never got a good weather event, uh, he, he, except for his monster trucks, which packed the place, packed the place for monster trucks. But that place, it, it's like Eldor. I don't think a lot of people understand when you get a facility of that size and with those amenities, what it costs you just to open the gates. Mm-hmm. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. That place, I, I had a way I understood it. It was between eight and ten thousand dollars just to turn the lights on. Wow, I believe they, they have a building there that has diesel generators in it that mm-hmm. they fire up because it's cheaper to fire them up to run the electricity. And <laughs> sure. is seriously, wow. um, so it, I mean, could it could it be a huge success? Yes, given the right circumstances. I mean, when you look at what he did in that first Sprint Car World Championship, and it was freezing cold. Oh, was it cold? Still packed the place. I mean, he's a promoter. He's doing the gateway. I mean, look what he does with that deal. That's phenomenal. Now, now he's uh, working with Bloomquist. Right. So, I, and I wondered if uh, I wonder if that how that would impact things because he he's got his hands in so many different things. I, and I think he's going to uh, promote some other dirt tracks, like special events at other dirt tracks too. Uh, going forward uh, Cody Cody he's got a great mind for promotion um, you know he, how he does things and his philosophy is we're going to get more money in the hands of the racers he's not a real big sanctioning body guy <laughs> because of that yeah. his his view is why should I pay that sanctioning body when I can take that take that money or a good portion of that money and put it in the purse yeah for the driver which makes sense yeah uh he just he has a really keen mind when it comes to promotion. So uh, what what's your gut feeling as to what's going to happen with Mansfield next? Do you think it's just going to sit I, dormant? 
I, 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 it's stuck in my mind. I, I think somebody might lease it to run a couple off races. Kind of like uh, Waynesfield? Yeah. Kind of thing. I, 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 in my vision, that's what I see happening. Because the, have you the talked t- to Shane? Does he have any <laughs> any interest in uh, doing some races? Yeah, there? I'll tell you what. Waynesfield, he's he's bit off a lot there. Um, he's done an incredible job there. So I, I think he that's close to home for him. He loves the family that owns that that facility. Um, I mean, he'll tell you that their agreement is a handshake. There's no written contract uh, with 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 what goes on at Waynesfield. So no, I I, I would see maybe a series coming in maybe in leasing the facility uh cody's done a lot of work there um when the first year he opened it at mansfield the previous owner had not winterized any of the facility they That's turned they, they turned the water on and it was and a disaster Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> it was a disaster uh the first race uh we went there it, the the scoring tower press box all the the ceiling tiles were down the walls there was water uh, they were they were literally replacing that stuff and you know he tore the asphalt off he put dirt on first dirty put on there was from the the grounds itself had some rocks he had some rock issues and he'll be the first to admit that so then he put new dirt on for last year screened it all and uh, you know the, the thing with me was i don't think enough people gave him credit every time you went there there was an improvement in the facility and the racing every time and i don't think a lot of people you know, we are we can be piranhas in this sport. Oh yeah, I mean we all we all want to succeed, but then we tear each other apart too. It's it's amazing to me. <laughs> and sometimes. social media, well, and everybody's helps that. got a better idea. Yeah, but with other people's money. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if yeah. I were in that place, yeah, here's what I would do. Okay, write a check. Yeah, that's easy. Write a check. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you run the track. You buy the track. It is for sale. It is for sale. I have no. I don't know what asking price is. I have no idea. Well, he told me when I said I didn't know what the price was. If you have to ask, you can't. You can't afford it. it. (laughs) (laughs) You know the funny part is, God love Tony Stewart. Every time a dirt track comes for sale in the state of Ohio, Tony Stewart's name goes the. The yeah, why doesn't he buy it? Or Jeff, Kyle or, Jeff or Jeff Gordon? Yeah, absolutely. Can Kyle Larson? Does he got enough funds to buy? You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Kyle Larson has any desire to be a track promoter. No, I did see something, though, that his next NASCAR contract, he wanted to make sure it had something about where he can run on the dirt still. Yeah. So I think, it makes, I think it makes him a better racer. I really yeah. do. Yeah. You absolutely. look at the guys that race regularly. Christopher Bell, him. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it makes him better racers. Uh, anything uh, other than what you've already shared, uh no. Uh, for uh, as far as uh, Fremont and Attica go next year. Yeah, Fremont. Anything with fenders? Since we're talking. Well, you know, he they do run wants... dirt trucks. There you go. They do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They they put on good no, show. No, he, really he wants do. a run what you brung show. That's he always oh, preaches oh, it everywhere. Or a late model show. I mean, okay. Easy. But, uh, no. Run what you brung was interesting. That, that was, that was a the first time show. I ran there, and it was fun. And never every, that. even that the rained out show, the guys that were there had a great time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Uh, there, there has been. I haven't talked to the guys. Um, I, all I knew was that they were excited. They got two All Star races. Um, of course, the Attica Fremont Championship Series will do their deal. The Boss Sprints will be back. They put they put on a good show there. I believe Fast with Aaron Fry doing both of those. They'll be back again as well. I don't know about a late model show. I, I there have been rumors out there. I haven't. They're just rumors. I don't. I haven't talked to the guys. <laughs> 
I don't know. You said there was going to be late models. <laughs> you know, when Jim Ford used to run the, the Sunoco series there, a couple, right. couple shows, we had good crowds. Yeah. Car count was kind of iffy, because usually when, when Fremont, which runs on Saturday nights, would run a Sunoco late model series, Oakshade would run a big paying show. I can't blame him. Yeah. No, they're protecting their turf. They're, they're, they're the late model Saturday night show in Northwest Ohio. I, I, I understand it. It's just, that makes that scheduling a late model show at Fremont tough with Oakshade That's running true. Saturday nights. Unless it's like a holiday weekend, you or... could run maybe, a, you know, if, if Attica was off a of Friday night, you could run something. Yeah, they, they used to do uh, like Memorial Day or something. Mm-hmm. The used to be the at Oakshade, Eldora, Fremont for the uh, American Late Model Series. Well, yeah. if you'd put in a good word for either a late model or a run what you brung show, somebody would really appreciate it. I'll talk to him tomorrow night at the banquet, Ron. That, How about that? That'd be cool. That's all I can promise you. That'd be cool. <laughs> what, what's been the uh, reception to the uh, new management this uh, past year? Uh, you know, I, I, there was a lot of negatives. There was a lot of positives. Um, they learned. They learned thought, a lot. I thought that there was going to be a huge learning curve. It, it was. And they'll, they'll be the first ones to tell you. Uh, the positives, the very big positives I saw were that they weren't afraid to work. Um, they went out. They had a very short turnaround. They didn't get named the promotional team till December. And you're, you're opening up in five months. And they went out, the five guys, and knocked on doors of the, the businesses around the area Went in, shook their hands, said, you've, you've been a night sponsor, you've been a billboard sponsor, we appreciate it, which meant a lot because some of those businesses, never all they ever got was a phone call or a letter, you're, you're re-upping. And uh, the business community touch. the business community stepped forward uh, at Fremont last year, big time. Uh, just, it seemed like every week somebody was throwing in an extra here, $500 here, $1,000 there. It, 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 that was really cool to watch. And the last four or five races a year, track got a lot better. Um, they, they had some things. They get, they were learning that. They were learning how, you know, you, you don't go into a racetrack, especially a dirt track, and know it all. I mean, look at look at Tony Stewart at, when he took over Eldora. They had a big learning oh, curve yeah. on the track prep part, and they got pretty good now. Now, whose idea was the reconfiguration of uh, of Fremont, we were. It, 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 there was an issue. Jim Ford brought in new clay uh, twice, right, uh, at the racetrack, and it had gotten because of the con- the way Fremont is configured, it's tight. And when the sprint mm-hmm. cars getting into the corner, they were starting to do the L shape in the corners. You right. know what I'm saying? There was yep. no uniformity of banking, and they were looking at okay, we need dirt. Well, they pulled the, the soft walls back from the walls, and on the outside of the racetrack, there was a lot of dirt that had been thrown up there. So they sure. started bringing that down, and when they did that, it took some of the banking away okay, from sure. the racetrack. Um, th- they're going to address that, I, I believe. I believe the other thing they did that hadn't been done for a while, before they closed up, and, and the, after the last race of the season, the next two or three weeks, they worked on the racetrack to get it ready for the winter time. Mm-hmm. Um so they're they're that far ahead of they are leaps and bounds ahead of where they were this time last year, and already have some all star races scheduled. Yes, two all star races scheduled. You know, that place has been around since 1951. It's right. It, 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 I'm going to give a shameless plug for the uh, Hall of Fame at Fremont. I think it's one only one of two Hall of Fames on dirt tracks that are located at an active racetrack in the country. It's Knoxville. pretty cool. Knoxville being the other, yeah. 
I think it was the first race last season or the season before I went through the the Hall of Fame. There it was pretty sweet. You could spend if, if you could spend some time in there just yeah. looking at pictures, let alone reading the archives. I mean, uh, Randy Mapis does a, a trem- him and his wife Jane do a tremendous job of running that uh, deal, and there's already talk of expanding it. Well, well, our the initial, building's only so big. So it, 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 the funny part about that is, uh, I approached uh, Rich Farmer, who was promoter at Fremont time. Him and Andy James, and we were looking at doing something in June. June's tough, especially Irpa June, to get fans in. You got high school graduations, college graduations, Father's Day, weddings, weddings. And nobody should get married on Saturdays. Nobody should Ever. get married until November. There you go. That works too. November yeah. to, to February. That that, there's weddings. your there's your window. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I go out to Knoxville Nationals, and they have their own, not just the National Sprint Car Hall, they have their Knoxville Raceway, right. and they have a neat deal under the grandstands with the plaques and all that. I said, why don't we have a Hall of Fame at Fremont? I was envisioning underneath the grandstand, putting a little stage up and putting the pictures up. Well, it snowballed quickly. Our plan was to have a building within 10 years. It happened in th- two or three. D. Gensman stepped forward. Right. Road check said, we're building the building. And uh, it, it's it's pretty amazing what's transpired with that Hall of Fame. Some great people in that and in, inducted in that Hall of Fame, too. Um, I always, Art Ball comes to the races every week. Sure. Uh, Art's got some health issues, uh, but he comes to the races every week to watch. Um, we get Wally Hemminger. He comes in and out of the races. I mean, I'm talking late model guys. There's some pretty cool late model names associated with Fremont Speedway. Pretty cool. He was, uh, Art was running a truck, wasn't he? At the end, yeah. yeah. The last few years, he was running a truck. Then his, I remember he got a win on his birthday at 76th birthday. At, was it seven, I thought it was 80 or well, something. Well, at Fremont, he did. He okay. On his 76th birthday, he got his 76th win. Okay. He leads all, act, all drivers in the history of Fremont Speedway with wins. Which is pretty cool. Is that going to be you someday? You going to be an art ball? I don't know. I think Art haven't decided yet. I think Art got some award from the, um, the National Late Model, Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame. I don't know if it was a Lifetime Achievement Award or something this past year. He went down for that. It was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, well, it's getting kind of late. So how about uh, we do uh, how many? Okay. And wrap things up here. Um if you if you're not familiar, we play this game every week. Okay, and this is where the big D's pizza like thing comes in. <laughs> um, each week uh, we do a how many? Uh, usually it's like how many cars or how many sprint uh, four tens are going to be at the All Star Show? Gotcha. In Fremont this weekend. Okay. During the during the season, it was a lot easier to do. Now it's the off seasons, it's kind of hard to come up with things. So the last one we did, uh, which was two weeks ago now, because uh, we were off last week, was how many goals will the Toledo Walleye score? On uh, Saturday the twenty third, which was when a week ago Saturday, right. and and Matt Ringer who was on the show, the yeah. Toledo, our Toledo Speedway champions, he was the uh, in studio winner because they scored five goals. He picked five. Yeah, and uh, he immediately sent me a message like, "What do I win?" Like right after <laughs> the game was over, he's like, "What do I win?" I'm like, "I don't know. Call Ron Miller. You might get ten percent off or something." <laughs> so he's like, "I will." Did he contact you at all? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay, but he will. <laughs> Uh, and our online winner, we have our uh, folks that uh, follow along online here. They they leave their guesses in in the comments. And uh, our online winner was uh, some guy you might know. Uh, his name's Steve. His last name's Miller. Really? Yeah. He That's he a, guessed five as well. From from the the singer in the band. 
Uh, no, no, maybe no, not. No, huh? the, the, that that uh, Lightning McQueen uh, late model oh, yeah. driver guy. I know him. So uh, he, uh, he parked me behind a lap car last year at Sandusky. Yeah, he did, and beat you. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen again. <laughs> Well, he won the uh, Big D's Pizza, so he can get with uh, Dean Henry there and uh, and get that. Oh, that's funny. So this week's how many? And uh, I hadn't really thought about this until like six thirty tonight, right before oh, well, we okay. I'm like, man, I got to come up with something. That's really good show prep, Scott. I know yeah. it was a very busy week. Um, how many uh, awards will I be handing out Saturday night at the Oakshade Award Banquet? Ooh, so this you, is something I can count. How many so divisions I have? There's four classes. Four they classes. They do the top ten. There's the top, top so, 10 so there's, there's 40. There's 40 right there, yeah. Rookies of the year. We got those. Perfect attendance. Perfect attendance, and there's always a million of those. And then there's usually a couple special awards. Yeah, a couple uh, of uh, the Hard Charger Award. Um, there's another one, too, I can't remember. But, yeah, there's a couple other special awards. Hmm. And that's for each class as well. Wow. Oh, buddy. Yeah. And, and this is not how many awards... Are going to be there. It's going to be how many will I be awarding? Like the people have to be there for me to give it to. Oh, that's right. That's okay. Right. Okay. So if you're not there, you don't get. So your what award. I'm going to do when I get there is I'm going to count all the awards total, and then at the end of the thing, I'm going to count how many are still up on the board or not claimed. Where's and, the and Where's the, the Oakshade Banquet at? They have it out at the uh, Fulton County Fairgrounds. Ah, the junior beautiful. fair building. I think yeah. is. Uh, I announced stuff. a mud run there one year for during the fair. Yeah. I used to announce the uh, demolition derby. In yeah, that's years. fun. That was fun. Those are fun. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, that's how many will be awarded? Oh, uh, get your guesses on. Like John Young says, ten. You already lost, John, because there's at least forty for the top ten and four classes. And, and you, yeah. you, you have to be there to get your check too, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so usually, usually you only miss maybe one out of those yeah, forty. Yeah, exactly. And you can pretty much bet that he's going to be like tenth. Roddy says sixty-two. So uh, we'll let our guests go first. Uh, Brian, what, what do you think? And you win nothing, by the way. I, I didn't think I would. Uh, 55. 55, all right. That seems a little low. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say 55. But that is, that, now that I think about it, that's a lot of freaking awards. <laughs> what, what You're going to be hoarse at the end of the night, kid. Well, and I got, we got to work Toyathon in the afternoon Saturday. They always have the Toyathon the same day. Is the bank this Saturday? This Saturday. No. Scott, I'm thinking 72. See, that's a good See, number. Uh, 78 was stuck in my head, but I thought that seemed too high. I'm going to go with 71. I'm going to cut just short of your 72. That's, man, <laughs> that's a lot. I'd like to have the trophy in plaque concession. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do have a lot of cool trophies, though. They do. They've gotten much better with the trophies, but, yeah, it's a long night. I'm missing five-finger death punch for this, by the way. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I had I take it. I I could have gone. I gave it to my brother. Really? Yeah. Is that like a WWE nice. thing, or is that a like a musician group? That's a it's a group. Yeah, uh, I knew that. You, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Five finger death punch. Uh, I'm a classic rock guy. They're in a few years. They might be 70s classic and rock. Seventies <laughs> and eighties. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. So are you excited about the Motley Crew Poison? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I'm with you yeah, there. Absolutely. <laughs> Joan Jett and the Black Arts. Oh. I had the Speaking biggest crush which, on Joan Jett. Steve ooh. emailed me or sent me a message that he wanted to see uh, that show in Hershey, Pennsylvania, for some reason. The Motley Crue definitely. Oh, okay. Me a, I'm like, what, 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 I'm not going to get you tickets for Hershey. I'm still mourning for missing Bob Seger when he was here in Toledo. He, he'll come back. 
Because <laughs> didn't he already like add to that tour that was supposed to end like yeah. eight months ago? Yeah, yeah that's what I figured. He'll be back. Uh, upcoming racing, uh, all we got is uh, at least around here, Sandusky Speedway. Do you ever go to the hangover race? No. I, I, Too cold? You don't do cold? Uh, no, I don't do cold. That's why I got an announcing, because I'm either in an air-conditioned booth or a heated booth. Hmm. Oh, I guess ours is air-conditioned. Yeah. Knock a window out? Or... Really. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Did you knock a window out? Or... No, I was just thinking it was always super hot, but that's because the air conditioner is way on the other side of the. the I know people at Sandusky. I can probably get you up in the announcer's booth. I, I talked to Chris Mize uh, at a <laughs> at a one of our racers got married here about a month ago. Uh-huh. Uh, one of our three hundred five guys, Chris Mize, was there, and uh, he said, hey, "You know anybody wants to announce? He needs an announcer at Sandusky Speedway." Ooh. Was he was he looking for the uh, hammer down dirty thirty? Yes, thing? he was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And Kevin, I know Kevin Jaycox pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I, when I worked, I worked in Sandusky, so every now and then I'd swing by the office. I talked more to his wife actually than Kevin. And Chris likes to uh, point out the place that they did the sign for right down the street, yeah. the, the nail salon. Nail salon, yes. Hand jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. He's, he's very, very excited when he talks about that. <laughs> that Chris would. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, anyways, uh, Sandusky Speedway hosting the 45th annual Wild Bill Hart Hangover Race, which will soon be the. 40, well, let's say the 48th annual Ron Miller. Something like that. Hangover race. <laughs> in a few years, it'll be the, renewed. It was, how long did it take him last year to get that race in? It kept getting postponed. Oh, it was brutal oh, of the cold. cold. Yeah, it was horrible cold. Brian, it, it was terrible. And and then uh, the the ice melted, and the creek backed up onto the racetrack. Racetrack, and, yeah. yeah. It was a horrible spring. Was that this past uh, year? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that was a year before. It, 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 it seemed like it was like February or something before they got yeah, the, I think the it thing. Was. Yeah. It, it, I think that was. I see before. pictures and videos of it all the time. I, I keep saying one of these years I'm going to go uh, because fun. it looks like people well, throwing talk, snowballs talk, at cars. Talk and, to Chris and uh, get a gig with, with the announcers. You know, the last time I was at Sandusky was the High Miler, and it was on their Thursday night because there's a buck to get in, a buck of beer. Was that when oh. they had the Fremont dirt trucks running? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was. He talks very highly of that. How they were the only ones that were excited to go on the track, even with a little bit of moisture on. Yep. Because they're used to it. They're used and to it. And they put on a great show. Yeah. Or no. well, at least. Oh, upcoming races. The end of December. The, the Rumble in Fort Wayne. Rumble in Fort Wayne. Yeah. I'll be announcing there again. Four hundred and fifty-five go karts. John Ivey uh, will be. I think he's doing. He's doing the non-wing. Yeah, because uh, we talked to him a couple weeks ago. The Wing 600, I believe he has a midget ride, too. And Stewart yeah. running that. Tony Stewart's running it. Rico Abreu's going to run it. Um, yeah, it, it's a great time. Do you get to get interview with the winners? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's an inside joke. Uh, that's, a long, that's a long two days, because Bob Corson, um, who used to announce at Bear Field, him and I do that, and we start the go-karts at track at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, and you go till 11, midnight each night. Wow. Yeah, Larry Bose does a tremendous, and before him, um, I'm drawing a mind blank. Oh, gosh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, but Larry, Larry, what he does in go-karts is amazing. It really is, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that because, let's face it, that's our future. You know, you look at who's running late model sprint cars, today and they that's where they came from that's where they came from and that's people like larry bose that does you know he does the hog barn down columbus uh he does that little series there and then he does the rumble and he has little e he's basically in charge of that track for the go-karts and the quarter midgets which oliver osborne was a champion i think yes this year. he yeah. had him on the show yeah. last uh, spring he, do, he just cool what, what he does with those kids is absolutely amazing absolutely amazing 
And there's a lot of go-kart tracks uh, that are popping up, like in people's backyards. You know, and a, a couple of years ago, events. a few of them closed up. We had Little Indy outside of Attica that was around forever. We had Martinville, which was Martinville, yeah, I remember right, out, right out turns three and four of Attica Raceway Park, and they both quit running. And then that one came out. We had Great Lakes Speedway over by Bellevue. They used to run big go-kart races. There's still one in Fremont, um, Fremont Raceway. Uh, they run they run the go karts, but yeah, uh, go karts amazing to me. What was Skunk Hollow? That's that's Skunk Fremont Stink. Raceway. Okay, okay. yeah, uh, uh, a lot of racers came up through yeah. Skunk Hollow. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, sounds a little stinky to me. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> cheap shot, Scott. Well, right. uh, Sandusky. Speaking of, don't they run go karts? Yes. Yeah, in the infield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they got a track in the yeah. infield there. Yeah, there you go. Millstream used to run. Well, I don't know if they ran they, go-karts. They, they thought did, it was ATVs it, it, or something. At one time, they ran go-karts, go-karts, and then they went to the ATVs in the infield, too. And then, and then breaking news. Breaking news uh, on uh, Millstream. There it is. There's nothing going on. <laughs> nothing going on at all. Uh, so, and, yeah. and if you go to their website, uh, you will be informed that uh, the weekend of racing is canceled for May something 2018. There wow. will not be an all-star race there, or I think, or oh, whatever darn. it was. Uh, thanks to Brian Liskai for coming. It was fun. It, it really was. I, I had fun. I had a ball. Thank you. Um, DJ Foose, Doug Drown, Jamie Miller, our Attica champions uh, for 2019 next week, uh, working on our Flat Rock Speedway champions, and our final show of uh, 2019 will be our Sandusky champs and uh, maybe a little preview of the Hangover race. And uh, I guess maybe we'll try and squeeze Rusty in there to help him with uh, yeah. The, uh, We've got a Nationals. really good track record of our guests going out and winning the week after they've been on. So that, that, I did too. It's, yeah. it, I always told people, "You want to win? Come it on my show." Exactly. It, yeah, it pumps them up or something. Uh, it must be. So, are you gonna? You got a race coming up? You're probably gonna win. I do. You're gonna win <laughs> my, that race home. My race home. <laughs> yes. There you go. So uh, that's uh, upcoming schedule here for the Hammerdown Racing Report. Um, that's that's pretty much it. That's all We're done. Yeah. Well, how does everybody watch the show? They don't. They don't. They don't. No. Listen to the show. I was getting to that. Okay. iHeartRadio. Make sure to uh, you can follow us on there. Click the little. I think there's a thumbs up on there, and it'll let you know. And there's the thing with iHeartRadio, which is great that 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 they're like our corporate deal that I don't like is that I upload this show right after we're done recording. And then they don't send out a little notice to say it's to say that there's a new episode until Monday morning. Ooh, which I tried to explain to them. Like we talk about stuff, you know, that's coming up this weekend. We are timely. Yeah, couldn't we push this out like on a Friday? It was like, no. According to our research uh, podcasts, uh, they perform better if we send out the reminder on Monday mornings. I'm like. That makes us old news, guys. Well, it's not just that. So don't rely on that. This is a racing show. Yeah. Racing exactly. people are a different breed. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, it, it was one of those losing battles, unfortunately. <laughs> so, but it, it, listen to us on iHeartRadio. Uh, just, just don't relate f- or don't, uh, it'll be there before Monday. Oh, okay. The show you will just, be there. You so, just don't get the notice. We'll just, we'll blast it out on social media. How about that? Yeah. That's well, it. I could do that, but uh, yeah, I'm usually pretty busy. But you you can, can if you go to, if you pull us up on iHeartRadio, like with probably within two hours of now, it's on. Right. It'll be on there. Right. It's just not going to give you the notification until later. Or you could follow them, you know, Google, Google Play. Yeah, and, and, our Facebook list, and our Facebook listeners can call it up there anytime. And we'll be back live next week, 7 o'clock, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and yeah. Twitter Periscope. Follow us uh, on uh, Twitter at Hammer Racing. <laughs> Probably another hour and 45-minute show next week.
Uh, Is that how long we were on? I hope not. It's been it's been a while. This is only a preview for you tomorrow. Whoa, that was that was the wrong one. Let's do this. There we go. Now we're leaving. There we okay. Go. Thanks to Dave Kemmer for uh, helping up with uh, helping out with some of the show prep, and uh, I left some stuff off my prep there. So we'll see you next week. Right. Goodbye, y'all. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!